Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. In chapter three of On Freedom of Choice, Anselm of Canterbury is going to bring in a new set of considerations in the dialogue between teacher and student, trying to determine what exactly freedom of choice is and what its purposes are and how to understand it best. So we're beginning here from the realization that he's brought his student to that free choice, libertas arbitrary, is for uprightness of will, rectitudo voluntatis in, in Latin. And it has a certain purpose or teleology, a directedness. So free choice, freedom, libertas, is not simply being able to do what, anything whatsoever. That would actually fit more into potestas, of which later on we find out that libertas, freedom, is, is a species of that genus. So Anselm is going to add here something. He says there would be doubts still, dubium, if something else was not added, some other consideration was not gone into. And here we're talking about the exploring this teleology of why it is that we not only have a will, a voluntas, and we not only have the possibility of rightness of will, rectitudo voluntatis, but why we have this power or capacity, this potestas of maintaining rightness of will. So Anselm asks the question, in what manner, quo modo in, in Latin, in what way, in what mode we might even say, more close to the, to the cognate, did Adam and the fallen angel have it? Now, why is he worried about Adam and the fallen angel? they provide a sort of test case for us. We can think about our own lives and how murky they are and the choices that we make and all the different motivations we might have and the weighing of consequences and prioritizations. But if we think about the initial choices made by this earliest human being, Adam, and the going even further back, uh, a being who doesn't even have a body to weigh him down or or anything like that, the fallen angel, who of course they put in brackets is, 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 is Satan, we can get a better handle on why this ability was provided not just to them, but to rational beings in general, which for Anselm include God, human beings, and the angels, whether good or bad. So he lays out a set of four possibilities and he says to the student, think about these. Was freedom of choice given to Adam and the fallen angel for these purposes? Which, you know, which of it was it? Was it given to them in order to acquire uprightness of will without anyone giving it since they did not yet have it. So were they created in such a way where they, you know, you could think of them as like computers with having slots that you can fit cards into. Did they have a slot for uprightness of will and they could go out and find the right, you know, hardware and then stick it in there. 
Is that the case? That's possibility number one, that they could acquire a rectitude of will without anyone giving it because they didn't yet have it. Or is it in order to receive the uprightness of will they did not yet have, if it were given them to have, so some other agency would give it to them and then they would be able to receive it and be able to keep it. Or here's a third possibility. Were they given the uprightness of will like something that is, you know, like a default? Again, let's use hardware and software. This time let's think about software, your initial settings, right? Your initial settings, everything is totally clean. And then you play around with your software for a while and you get some, you know, problems with it, some bugs, some malware. And then you just say, ah, this is fine. We'll just revert back to factory settings and begin again, right? We'll do a wipe. Well, that's kind of like what Anselm is talking about here. In order to be able to desert or give up uprightness of will and then recover it back on their own themselves after they deserted it. Or and here's the fourth possibility. Were they given uprightness of will so that they could always act to keep the uprightness of will that they had received? And so the student is going to go through each of these possibilities and say whether they really make sense or not. So the first possibility being given the uprightness of will without anyone's giving it since they did not yet have it. The student says, I don't think they had freedom in order to acquire uprightness without anyone's giving it because they were not able to have anything which they did not receive. So whatever it is that they started out with, they got it from somewhere else. They didn't acquire it on their own. So presumably this would apply not just to Adam and, and the fallen angel, but also to ourselves as well. He gives a little bit more attention to possibility number two. He says, we must not believe they were created without upright wills. So we must not say that they had freedom in order to receive from a giver the gift of the uprightness that they did not have in order that they might have it. Yet we must not deny that they had the freedom to receive the same uprightness again if they deserted it and it were returned to them by the one who originally gave it. And so Anselm has the teacher say, listen, you're getting a little bit off topic here. It's an interesting point that once a being has lost that rightness of will, it can be given back to them again if they can indeed receive it, which he, he thinks is the case for human beings, but not for the fallen angels. That's discussed in a later treatise, the, the fall of the devil. So this one is being rejected as well, but there's an interesting corollary being spelled out there. The third one, he says, it's not true that they had freedom in order to desert this uprightness. That's a stupid thing to do. To desert this uprightness of will is to sin and to sin or the ability to sin is neither freedom nor a part of freedom. Why not? Because it's the ability to damage oneself. It's the ability to do what is not appropriate or not befitting and what is not helpful or expedient for oneself. What, what is bad for oneself. But he says, nor, looking at the second part of this, nor did they receive freedom in order to recover by their own efforts the uprightness that they had deserted. This uprightness was given to the end that it never be deserted. And a little bit later in the treatise, Anselm is going to say, listen, once you've abandoned uprightness of will, you cannot, by virtue of your own willing, get it back. Somebody else has to give it back to you. Somebody has to restore your condition and then you can, you can keep it. So the, the only other alternative here then is the fourth. 
that we were given, and Adam and, and you know the angels were given this freedom of will and the uprightness that goes along with it in order to keep the uprightness of will that they had received always in every case, not as something to put aside for a little while and then come back to, something that should be the top priority in any decision-making procedure or opportunity. What he's saying here, in effect, is that uprightness of will was given so that they could value it as the thing that's most worth keeping, the thing that's most worth pursuing as an end. And that would allow them to continue on doing that. In the case of both Adam and the fallen angel, they didn't do that and they suffered certain consequences, which led to them not being able to have that anymore, which meant that they had, in fact, not completely effaced their freedom of choice, but they had rendered their freedom of choice in some respects inoperable so long as they don't get that rectitude of will back. In the case of the fallen angel, never gets it back. So in effect, he, he, he nullified the uh, freedom of choice that he was given. In the case of Adam, you know, whatever the condition happens to be. If we think that Adam was redeemed in some way, then, then presumably so. How would this affect us from an Anselmian perspective? Well, we would have been given, and if we receive it back, the rightness or rectitude of will in order to always keep it. That is the point of it. And that is what allows us to have an exercise, free choice, libertas arbitri, in its full scope from an Anselmian perspective. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.